Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. What's going on, everybody? RJ Ochoa here from SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. Hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you had a very Merry Christmas with your family. Hope it was well. Hope it went well. Hope you got what you wanted. Hope you saw Spider-Man No Way Home, whatever the case may be. I know. I don't have to hope. I know that you have enjoyed the last couple of days as a Dallas Cowboys fan. Thursday night, thanks to the loss by the San Francisco 49ers, your Dallas Cowboys, my Dallas Cowboys clinched a playoff berth. We're not done yet. Earlier today, thanks to wins by the Atlanta Falcons over the Detroit Lions and the Las Vegas Raiders over the Denver Broncos, virtue of strength of victory. I know we had a lot of confusion about that. The Dallas Cowboys, your Dallas Cowboys, my Dallas Cowboys officially clinched the NFC East. Yes, the 2021 NFC East champion Dallas Cowboys, but that was not enough. The Dallas Cowboys, with three games remaining, have a lot of work to do. We've been talking about this for a month now as the team has been winning and winning and winning, undefeated throughout the month of December, by the way. You are Dallas Cowboys and my Dallas Cowboys and because they punctuated it with a 56 to 14 thrashing of the fraudulent loser Washington football team the Dallas Cowboys have swept the football team on this season one week after they swept the New York Giants last week 56 to 14 it was relegated to a glorified preseason game in the fourth quarter as Dak Prescott Zach Martin Micah Parsons all the important Cowboys but ball caps on, we're smiling, laughing, talking about what they got for Christmas, maybe talking about No Way Home, whatever the case may be. The Dallas Cowboys announced themselves, the number two seed in the NFC Dallas Cowboys at present time, by the way, re-announced themselves as total and complete and authentic contenders for the 2021, 2022, however you want to look at it, playoff season. The Cowboys are going to be in the playoffs. The Cowboys are going to host at least one playoff game. If the playoffs started today, if the Cowboys won that first playoff game, they would host a second playoff game. And if they got to the NFC Championship, odds are it would be at Lambeau Field, Pro Football's holiest cathedral against the Green Bay Packers, setting up McCarthy versus Rodgers and the Cowboys at Lambeau. All the juice, all the drama, all the theater. It would be incredible. But we have a massive game to unpack. I'm going to announce it right now because it's Christmas, because the vibes are great. No losers. We got 10 winners for you here on our postgame show. And by the way, this is your postgame show. If you're watching on the Blog of the Boys YouTube channel, Blog of the Boys Facebook page live, I am merely your puppet. You control me wherever direction you want to go, whatever you want us to talk about. I follow your command. You can, by the way, rewatch this on either of those platforms. You can also listen on the Blog of the Boys podcast network. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast, Apple devices, Spotify. Leave a Rating, route review, those things help us out. Let's get to our super chatters. Murder She Wrote getting the party started, saying Rain Dakota Prescott finally played like an MVP. First win that feels like an actual win. By far the most complete game so far. Hashtag victory polo Monday. That's right. Tomorrow, the final victory polo Monday of the 2021 calendar year. The Cowboys going to host the Arizona Cardinals next week. Going to go for win number five in a row. Tomorrow is victory polo Monday. Take a selfie, take a photo, take a whatever. Tweet it at us at blog of the boys at our Joe Ochoa. You can tag us on Instagram as well. Dak Prescott was marvelous. Like I said, didn't even play three full quarters. 28 of 39, 330 yards, four 
passing touchdowns. Also ran a bit. Four carries for 21 yards. The nice 4-2-1 you love when that works itself out because uh, of the Cowboys and Dak and Zeke and whatever. And I don't think it's any surprise. Dak Prescott, big-time winner, huge. I mean, look, I... I have doubted Dak, and I know that you have doubted Dak, and we've all, you know, even the the most staunch Dallas Cowboys fan and Dak Prescott supporter has doubted him. He has not played well up until this particular night, but Dak Prescott re-again announced himself. I don't know whether you believe or whether I believe that the MVP award is completely over and written or whatever, but Dak Prescott is well in the fold as one of the most important players in the playoff race throughout the entire NFL. Massive game for Dak Prescott on Sunday night. Very good point. Eli Perkins, uh, thank you for the Super Chats. This is a really good football team. Uh, nice uh, way to put that, given that the Cowboys are a really good football team and Washington is not. The Cowboys are a fantastic football team. The Cowboys dominated, absolutely dominated the Washington football team in every single capacity. The Dallas Cowboys had a touchdown on offense. They had a, a lot of them. They had a touchdown on defense. Shout out to Demarcus Lawrence. They had a touchdown on special teams. Shout out to Corey Clement. And shout out, of course, to Chauncey Golston, the second third-round rookie on the Cowboys roster to get a punt return touchdown this season. Of course, Nashawn Wright got one the last time the Cowboys won a game at home at AT&T Stadium against the Atlanta Falcons. Total, complete domination. Every single phase of the game from the Dallas Cowboys, this is the kind of performance you want to see. This is the kind of performance that tells us this team, this overall team, can compete. And I think uh, some of us kind of worried a little bit here as we get the Dak Prescott winner um, card off. Some of us kind of worried maybe in our minds that, you know, if the offense starts playing well, maybe the defense will go away. Maybe we, maybe we're just not meant to have good things. Maybe we can only have one. Maybe we can only have a good defense or a good offense. Maybe we can't have one. You had it all. You had everything. You had the the two turtle doves, the five golden rings, the uh, eight, is it maids of milk? And I don't know. You had it all. And the partridge in the pear tree. You had every single thing on Sunday night against Washington. As Jose Ramirez says on YouTube, playoffs ready. Burmy star, by the way, I love this comment as I have an itch on my eye. Only loser tonight, WFT, the Washington football team, full of losers tonight. Enjoy your trip back to D.C. The Washington football team has never, ever, ever, ever won a game since deciding to copy the Dallas Cowboys with their benches there, 0-2 since trying to do that. Brian Rail, thank you for the super chat, says, winner, big man touchdowns. How could we not talk about the big man touchdowns i'm gonna say it right now brian thank you for the super chat winner terrence Steele. oh my gosh let's get a round of applause for terrence Steele. i, I screamed i think i heard somebody uh, upset about that you know what i don't care if somebody's upset about that because the dallas cowboys got a big man touchdown on sunday night terrence Steele, people terrence Steele, ladies and gentlemen has more receiving touchdowns this season this is a true fact the new york giants wide receivers kenny galladay and Kadarius tony combined that's right people and we're talking about it so let's go ahead and take uh, look at it. Terrence Steele getting the end zone. See, third down and goal now. And Prescott wide open. No problem. Terrence Steele on the tackle eligible. That feeding everybody tonight. Eight different receivers. Jerry Jones loving it. And on the opposite sideline, it is a party. They are pulling out all the tricks. They're going to have some fun. They just clinched the division today, and it is on. The Dallas Cowboys have come out here tonight to say, don't take us seriously at you know, I think if we had listed odds for the first Dallas Cowboys offensive lineman to score a touchdown this season, I think the heavy betting favorite would have been Connor McGovern. So Terrence still kind of surprising us all there uh, in that capacity. Awesome touchdown. That is when you're just dunking on teams, when you're just 
dunking on them that you could score however you want. You can impose your authority. Great job, Kellen Moore. Great job, Dak Prescott. Great job, Terrence Steele. Vance Williams, thank you for the super chat. The team with no name leaves as a team with total shame. Nice benches, though. Seriously, what a bunch of losers. I mean, and what what a bunch of losers fighting on the benches, fighting on the, the meme benches that you brought because you are losers and frauds. And then, man, you know, we'll, we'll get to, you know, I, I know we've already kind of just established that Washington as a whole is is full of losers. But Bobby McCain with the trash play against Dalton Schultz, just really classless effort. Washington, big shocker here, can't do anything with class. That is who the Washington football team has always been. That is who they will always be. It is unfortunate. You hate to see it. Sad that the Washington football team would play that way, but sometimes when you lose, you don't handle it well. They do not handle it well. The Dallas Cowboys have swept the Washington football team on the season. Thank you to Ball BB for the Super Chat. Merry Christmas, everyone. Winners, Dak Diggs, Lawrence, and Steele. We have talked about Dak. We have talked about Terrence Steele. We'll get to Demarcus Lawrence in a minute. Let's talk about Trayvon Diggs because Aiden Diggs would be upset with us if we did not. Winner, Trayvon Diggs. People, we have witnessed history this season. Trayvon Diggs on the first offensive play of the night for the Washington football team secured his 11th interception of the season, tying Everson Walls' record set back in 1981. 11 interceptions for Trayvon Diggs. By the by, last time, we don't have to talk about the way that season ended, uh, but last time this happened for the Dallas Cowboys, at least last time Everson, had uh this particular you know mark because Trayvon could always you know obviously pass uh Everson Walls in the remaining two games on the regular season the point I was trying to make is the last time this happened the Dallas Cowboys went to the NFC championship game again we'll stop the conversation there but Trayvon Diggs again gets interception number 11 first pass of the night for Taylor Heineke and he'll be thinking about it for a long time starts at running back of play action Heineke going deep downfield and Interception number 11 for Trayvon Diggs. 11 picks for him in this, their 15th game, and that ties Everson Walls' Dallas record set back in 1981. 11 interceptions. They knew it was going to be a one-on-one matchup, and can you believe it? Trayvon Diggs staring right back into Heineke's soul. Knew exactly what he was going to do in perfect position. Hit the Jets and comes up with number 11 on the season. You can no longer use two hands. You cannot use two hands to talk about how many interceptions Trayvon Diggs has this season. This is like when Phil Jackson won his 11th title. Remember, he had those cool caps that had the the Roman numeral X on it, and then he won the 11th, and you were like, ah, dude, now you can't wear them on both your hands. Like, it's, you know, it's a complicated thing when you have this much success. Uh, So congratulations to Trayvon Diggs. Interception number 11, a very obvious winner for us tonight. Brian, thank you for the Super Chat again. His one loser this game, the Washington football team benches. Seriously, I mean, the memes that we are going to have uh, the 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 fun that we are going to make of this is just never ending. I mean, and the fact that again that they they fought on them, um, I just I feel I feel badly for Washington fans. It's really where we're at at this point. Uh, let's see here. Dan on Facebook says, "Put away the anointing oil." No way, Jose. I've got the anointing oil right out right now because while I realize and acknowledge the Dallas Cowboys haven't done anything yet, they've won the NFC East. Cool. Yeah, we're gonna get some caps and T-shirts. I already ordered mine. Don't know about you, but. Um, 
I'm not going to put away the anointing oil because they look like one of the very best teams in the National Football League. They look like a team that is peaking and is ascending at the exact perfect time. We're talking the day after Christmas, and the Dallas Cowboys look and are operating like one of the very best teams in the National Football League. I think you can make an argument right now that they arguably, again, arguably is the key word here, have the best defense of all the teams entering the playoffs. They arguably have the best offense of all the teams entering the playoffs, although obviously the Green Bay Packers have played very well as of late. Kansas City's coming along, et cetera, et cetera. My point is they have among the very best groups at every single phase of the game, as demonstrated tonight. It was Washington. It's a lower quality opponent. But again, we're talking about a football team, not the Washington frauds, but an actual football team here that went undefeated in the month of December. And you know what? I don't have Mike McCarthy listed as a winner here, but I think that Mike McCarthy, those of you who refuse to, you should put some respect on Mike McCarthy's name. All right, Mike McCarthy, his first full season with Dak Prescott has taken the Cowboys to a place where they secured the NFC East without having to lift a finger before their third to last game of the season. They secured the NFC East by going undefeated in division to this point. The Cowboys are now, by the way, 5-0 and in the NFC East. He secured the division before Christmas weekend was even over. Mike McCarthy has taken this team to the place that we all knew and believed it could get to. He has won ugly. He has won pretty. He has persevered. He has had to help his team have success in a game that he was not even a part of. He has persevered and powered through Kellen Moore struggling this season. Obviously, Dan Quinn has been a welcome uh, addition to the coaching staff, but Mike McCarthy is now the head coach of the NFC East champion Dallas Cowboys. Things in his first season having his full, you can't even say full complement of players because he's had players missing every single week for one reason or another. Mike McCarthy is the coach of an 11-4 and team that went undefeated in December. The Cowboys are undefeated since they last played at AT&T Stadium the night before tonight when they lost to the Las Vegas Raiders, who helped us out, by the way. We're still not over at Raiders, but still, who lost that day on Thanksgiving Day. We sat here. We did the postgame show. The Cowboys were 7-4. and We were defeated. We were upset. We were pissed off. We were really angry at this team because how could they fall to 7-4? and They were 7-2 and entering the Kansas City game. They lost that game. Fine. We're not going to make a big deal about it. It's the Chiefs. It's Arrowhead whatever then they lost to the Raiders and we were really 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 mad at them we didn't stop caring like the meme of the old man with the umbrella when it's raining you know we still care but they have gone undefeated since then they are undefeated in the all-important month of no of November goodness of December so put some respect on Mike McCarthy's name let's keep going thank you Kel Ben for the super chat says just want to hear aloud how about them Cowboys from you RJ I will do my best Cal here we go how about them, Cowboys? How about them, NFC East champion Dallas Cowboys? Thank you very much, Cal. Appreciate it. Merry Christmas to you and your family. All right, I think we're caught up here. Zach Leatherman, thank you for the Super Chat. Says offense, defense, and special teams. Touchdowns, enough said. This team plays this way. They are playing scary. Watch out, NFL. Hashtag, let's be consistent. And I don't know how you don't give it to them. I seriously don't. I mean, we're talking winners here. I'll throw this up right now. Winner, I have my first winner. If you're going to read the article, which you should at blogontheboys.com, the Dallas Cowboys. Again, they won the NFC East. They're in the playoffs. They're the two seed in the NFC. They are doing everything that they are supposed to. All of their goals are still in front of them. They are healthy. They are peaking. They are ascending. Obviously, things can change in a number of different directions, but they look like one of the forces in the NFC because they're having success on offense. They're having success on defense. They're having success on special teams. And we've been waiting for this game. We've been waiting for this game as the comment notes here, as we'll get Zach's uh, comment back up here. We've been waiting for this offensive showcase. We've been, we've all been waiting. We've all been, as the Cowboys have won these last three games, and we had the comment earlier that said, you know, this felt like the first, like, real win. We've been, we, I, I 
no, I speak for myself. I've wanted to be able to come here and say, this is it. They're back on track. They finally did it. And we couldn't say that because the offense was asleep and lethargic and painful and boring and actually bad against New Orleans and Washington and New York. But here at home at AT&T Stadium, the place where they have dominated offensively so far this season, the place where they will play right now at least two playoff games if they have success, they were on fire. We'll see how they play next week against Arizona. We'll see how they play two weeks from now in Philadelphia. We'll see if that game in Philadelphia even holds any meaning or significance because it might not based on seedings and the way things ultimately work out in the NFC. But I don't know how you don't say this is one of the scariest teams in the NFL right now. That's not to get in over our skis. That's not to be a little bit too optimistic or too bright-eyed or, or too ambitious or too rambunctious. This is to say what's true, what's objectively true, that they look like one of the very best teams in the National Football League. Your Dallas Cowboys, that is, one of the very best teams in the National Football League. F. Kit Crutch, thank you very much, says, as a KM critic, talking about Kellen Moore here, I was impressed he finally changed. I agree with you, F. Kit Crunch, Edna Crunch. I'm thinking about Crunch. I might have a bowl of cereal after this postgame show is over. One of my winners, Kellen Moore. Let's all give a round of applause, all right? Kellen Moore, congratulations. You got off the schneid. Kellen Moore, you did it. You're back. Things are no longer terrible. Kellen Moore, you know what works? What's been working? No huddle. Go no huddle, baby. You know what works? play action go play action baby it was so wonderful to see Kellen Moore finally get out of his head and finally just kind of do it and that's what this game was from the start and yes they got help from the Demarcus Lawrence interception return for a touchdown we'll get to that I promise but Kellen Moore finally was just separated from all of the the clunk and clutter that we've seen over the last few weeks so that was very good to see I agree with you FK Crunch great game for Kellen Moore Let's see here. Davis Sanchez. Thank you very much, Davis, for the super chats. What's up, RJ? Hope you and your family had a blessed Christmas. Hope the same for you, Davis. I don't know if you have Kelvin Joseph as a winner, but he impressed me tonight. Um, I don't have him as a winner. Now, Russell Dyer right below you in the comments says, Kelvin Joseph, oh boy, looks great. I, I definitely agree. It was a game, a great game, great, solid game. Obviously, Jordan Lewis out, so Anthony Brown's got to adjust. Lots put on Kelvin Joseph's plate early on. Uh, he's still really early in his career. Had the interception that was so close, you could tell he was upset about it. Uh, I think it was a, a, a really solid, stable performance from Kelvin Joseph. It's very, you know, this is the best game we've seen Kelvin Joseph play so far in his career. The sample size very small, obviously. Um, you know, not on the winner's list. I mean, it, let's be clear here. This was a big night. You, you had to do something big, which a lot of people did to make the winner's list. So Kelvin Joseph, um, an honorable mention, you know, in, in every sense of, of the words, but, um, you know, a, a great start, a great start to Kelvin Joseph's Dallas Cowboys career. No doubt about that. Brandon Hernandez. Thank you for the super chats. This winner, Aiden Diggs. Seriously. I mean, Aiden's getting so much screen time. We're seeing, uh, you know, NFL network had a special. They did play a little bit of it during the Sunday night broadcast. Uh, where he watched some film with Trayvon, watched some film with Dad. He's so adorable. He's so great. Uh, seeing him celebrate Trayvon's interception. By the way, uh, not on the winner's list for obvious reasons, but shout-out to Patrick Mahomes. That was so cool to see that he sent Aiden a jersey and signed it for Christmas. I mean, just a really cool thing. You love to see when when people are good. Um, so really awesome moment there, uh, seeing Aiden and, and Patrick Mahomes and everything. Let's see. Jason Travis, thank you for the Super Chat. Says Dak looked great tonight. The slump is over i look i know i know people are or have been hurt people have been hurt by the the past people are afraid to believe people are afraid to love again all right we've been scarred there were nights when the wind was so cold all right um i i think it can say it i mean this was this is how you break out of a slump you know it'd be one thing if 
if we're talking about a Cowboys win where they won, I don't know, 31 to 17, uh, you know, like Washington could score 17 points, right? But if in that performance, Dak had thrown for, I don't know, 270 yards and two touchdowns, you know, whatever, this was different. This was Dak fully, totally, absolutely in total control we, we had not seen this deck in a very 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 long time it felt even longer obviously cannot wait to watch mark scofield with Dak watch by the way here on the blog of the boys youtube channel make sure you subscribe so you don't miss that i mean he he was fantastic i mean just you know the, the first touchdown of the game to zeke was fine but the dalton schultz one i thought was awesome that again Dak had four passing touchdowns tonight let's see let's look at the dalton schultz one then we'll get to the amari one so here we go this is Dak to schultz early on Governed. the guard is at fullback here Prescott throws, and once again, easy touchdown, but a flag is down. Dalton Schultz, for the moment, is into the end zone. I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're here. Let's see. Let's get to the Amari Cooper one was awesome. And this is this was when it really felt like, okay, Dak is back. Dak is good. Now we can start celebrating. For the touchdown by Amari Cooper. Talked about it earlier, Cooper complaining about, man, he said they got to use me more, especially in the red zone. Seven catches, 84 yards, and a touchdown. It's a great route concept. They're going to send somebody to the back of the end zone and then somebody to the front pylon of the end zone and really nothing that Kendall Fuller can I really loved this game from Amari Cooper. I know he had some drops and some some plays that I think we all would agree he would want back, but I don't know how you don't put Amari Cooper on the winner's list, too. Amari Cooper had the comment earlier this week, obviously said he wanted the ball. Um, you know, it is what it is. I know that some people took that a little bit out of context and took that and ran with it. I don't have a problem with the comment. I thought Amari played really well. This was maybe, you know, we're, we're sitting here talking. This was the best Dak game. This was the best Kellen game. You know, we're, we're going on and on and on down the list. This was one of the best Amari games in a while, like kind of answering the call. Um, really just fantastic performance from Amari Cooper. Really kind of, again, you know, he, he put his money where his mouth was. And, and that's something that you love to see in any sense. But great job by Amari Cooper. Made the winner's list. Always a pro. Great job. Would have loved to have seen C.D. Lamb get a little bit more involved. Although C.D. not on the winner's list, but man, C.D. made some tough catches in this game. And I was really impressed with C.D. in the sense that, you know, C.D., I think last week we would all agree, maybe his worst game as a professional uh, and came out and just gutted it out. And you could tell that C.D. really wanted to kind of avenge some of last week and, and you know, really prove that that he he's not who last week suggested. So great game all around from the Cowboys wide receivers. But Amari obviously had the score. Watsamata says, let's just take a swim in that anointing oil. Who them boy seriously i mean i don't you know look um i i don't know how you don't allow yourself to be at least mildly excited about the cowboys right now they look again we can only say it so many times and in so many words they look like one of the very best teams in the nfl does that mean they have won the super bowl no it does not does that mean that they might not choke in the playoffs we don't know obviously again we have been hurt there were nights when the wind was so cold but I, I I would put it to you that this is a, a Cowboys team that is far more trustworthy than just about any team entering the playoffs that we have seen from them in a long time. In fact, you know, I know that 2016 team was awesome, but I think we all had a little bit of, of, of reservation. I mean, you were going into it with two rookies at such important positions. You, you know, it was natural to kind of be afraid of the ceiling on that team. I think the last time I personally felt this much trust, this level of trust in a Cowboys team heading into the playoffs, heading into January, was in 2014. And Des caught it and all that jazz. But, man, th th 
it's been a while. 2018, I think we all, you know, the first Mario, we kind of felt like there was a ceiling on them. Like they just couldn't hold on defensively, which we saw obviously against the Rams. Shout out CJ Anderson and Jeff Heath and, and Jared Goff and all the rest. But th- this feels, again, not like 2014, but it's the most trust I've been able to put in the Cowboys team, at least since then. So uh, let's see here. Let's move on. Uh, Brian, thank you again for the Super Chat. Says Amari Cooper can gripe every week if he's going to get it back or if he's going to back it up on the field like that. Winner, seriously, fantastic job by Amari Cooper. Um, to, to, again, I, I said put his money where his mouth was, but he really did kind of answer his own call. You love to see it. Uh, Zach's Cracks, thank you for the Super Chats. Says, Do you think Malik Turner should get more starting reps with his speed and RAC talent? Run after the catch. Malik Turner, I don't know how – he didn't make the winner's list. I know it's going to piss you guys off, but Malik Turner was awesome in this game uh, there at the very end. Malik – um, we, we've seen him pop. We've seen him shine. We, we've seen him have his moments, obviously. I, I mean, I don't know how you start him. I mean, I don't know how you, he even cracks your wide receiver four position. The Cowboys have, um, you know, embarrassment of riches at wide receiver. And so he's an awesome dude to have in these moments. I mean, it was so awesome to see him score. I, I think we all felt that way. He really deserved the touchdown after setting it out with a 61 yard catch. Uh, great job. I'm a league turner. Uh, congratulations for getting into the end zone. Rush throws, caught, and then reaching for the end zone and getting in. As it should be. Malik Turner. Yeah. He had that 61-yard reception. He gets into the end zone. Yeah, the play action keeps on keeping on here for the Dallas Cowboys tonight. They got everything going. But the guy who got it down the field also. Malik Turner. All right, let's see here. Paul, uh, thank you for the Super Chats. Paul Beebe uh, Super Chatted. Offense on road versus home all year has been different. They need to stop being conservative on the road, but I knew before kickoff they'd be great. I agree with you. And and look, obviously there's a, a huge amount of data at this point to support that they are a much better team at home offensively than they are on the road. There's no denying that at this point. But I think we're, we're not giving special teams enough love. I mean, look, this is a team that has made impacts on special teams more often than not, at least relative to years past. They had a special teams touchdown. I'm I'm not trying to, you know, get away from the offense and defense here, but they had a special teams touchdown. Dressway averaging 51. That has that one blocked. And that's another touchdown for Dallas. This time it's Golston. Corey Clement came in and blocked it. And Golston winds up as the 19th Cowboy to score a touchdown this season. I do want to say before we get back to um you know, showering the Cowboys with love and affection that I have just seen uh, a tweet from John Kime, who does a great job covering the Washington football team for ESPN, uh, says Ron Rivera told reporters, Ron Rivera, head coach of the losers, the Washington football team, uh, that he spoke with Payne and Allen, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, who had a moment, uh, (laughs) said he'll keep what they said to himself, said no disciplinary action, stems from frustration, wanting to win, etc you can want to win all you want baby but you're a bunch of losers as of late the football team has lost three games in a row two of those to big brother dallas cowboys and look the washington football team is a mess in a i don't have the uh mental aptitude to be able to fully describe how dysfunctional the washington football team is but consider that this team childishly i mean foolishly 
put together these benches and made themselves a joke, which Ron Rivera was upset with Mike McCarthy for instigating things two weeks ago here. They put together this whole facade, this whole charade. They bring the benches to the temperature-controlled AT&T Stadium, make themselves the mockery that they've always been, and then they fight on the same benches that are the joke. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. Exaggerations and half-truths aren't new in politics. But now, with AI, people can create fake videos of candidates to sway your vote. I'm former U.S. Attorney Preet Bharara, and I've teamed up with technology expert and law professor Nita Farahani on my podcast, Stay Tuned with Preet, for a three-part miniseries, AI on Trial. Our second episode presents the hypothetical case of a hotly contested Senate race that is derailed when the leading candidate is accused of using AI to enhance his performance and hurt his opponent. How are we supposed to know when the technology becomes very difficult to validate something as truth or lies? Do existing laws, policies, and government agencies sufficiently safeguard the political process? Political speech is so tightly protected under First Amendment that it makes regulating in this space a real challenge. And what needs to happen to protect democracy in time for the real presidential election in November? When our elections are so close, where it comes down to nail-biting endings, a few voters here and there can really lead to differences in outcomes. The episode is out now. Search Stay Tuned with Preet wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, how, how, how did, if this was the Cowboys, we would be dragging them, people. We would be embarrassed. We would have paper bags on our head, right? They're paper bags, right? I think. Uh, I mean, we, we would be so embarrassed if this were the case. Uh, let's see here. Tyler Cutride says, went from we want Dallas to punching their teammates real fast. Think about it. And by the way, this is a, a bigger gripe of mine. All the Washington fans that said, we want Dallas. You know what? I forgive them. All right. They got caught up in the moment. I have no qualms with this. All right. You, you, you know, a lot of people want Bama. It doesn't work out for them. All right. The people that I have an issue with are all of the people. And you heard them the same way I did. They're back in the offseason said, I watch out. This, this Washington team, they're going to win the division. Keep in mind that nobody has repeated as division champions in the NFC East since 2004, so odds are kind of against literally anybody repeating, yet they chose to hang their hat on a team that barely won the division last year with a sub-500 record of 7-9. and nine. One of those seven wins only came because in Week 17, the Eagles threw it to them. So I have no idea how anybody in full, clear, conscious minds could willfully choose this team to win the division when it made absolutely no logical sense. 
you know what? Every Washington fan is going to be upset about this, but the truth is they only win the division when crap hits the fan for everybody else. You can actually really take a lot of shine away from Washington's last division titles, at the very least from the Cowboys' perspective. They win the division last year. It's because the Cowboys team is broken. Nobody is going to you know, be shocked that they can't win the division when Dak is gone and Tyron's gone, Lyle Collins is gone. I have to sneeze because I'm allergic to how bad the takes are when it comes to Washington. 2015, Tony Romo missed 12 games. Big shocker that Washington won the division. Congratulations. Your last two division titles have been hollow at the very best. You are frauds and losers and shouldn't do any of this stuff. Get a grip, please, so that we don't have to keep embarrassing you every single week like this. Uh, let's see here. Ben, thank you for joining us. Uh, says Cardinals fan here. I say it will be a good game. You have a lot of good players, including Zeke, Dak, Trayvon, Amari, Malik, Demarcus, and Pollard. So I think it will be a good game. Wow. Malik made this list. Um, hey, Ben, looking forward to next week. Um, uh, by the way, our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook do have the Cowboys as three-point opening favorites over the Cardinals. The Cardinals losers of three straight. The Cowboys winners of four in a row. It's crazy to think. I mean, I think we all thought that this game was going to be interesting, obviously, uh, as the Cowboys and Cardinals had success early on in the season. I don't think anybody thought in their most optimistic sort of hypotheticals that Dallas would have a better record than Arizona. But such is the case. The Cardinals have lost back-to-back -back games to teams quarterbacked by Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. So if you're not feeling optimistic, just, just think about that. Uh, Johnny Boy RN says, can't take away the excitement this win means for the Cowboys. Yes, <laughs> the Washington football team is a trash team, and they lost like the trash team they are. Say it again, Johnny Boy RN. Uh, DC won the way they were supposed to. Dallas Cowboys, by the way, not DC. Nobody get confused here. Yeah, and here's the thing. You you're supposed to kick the crap out of these teams, right? Like that's, let's, let's be blunt about it. You're supposed to kick the crap out of teams like this. You know what kicking the crap out of teams like this looks like? It looks like 56 to 14. It looks like Dak Prescott putting up almost 400 yards before the third quarter is even over. It looks like throwing a touchdown to your reserve swing offensive tackle. That's what kicking the crap out of teams like this looks like, and that's exactly what the Dallas Cowboys did on Sunday night. They put the Washington football team in their rightful place. They ended their season, and they swept for the second week in a row another division rival, and in two weeks they're going to do it again when they head to Philadelphia. All right, let's keep going here. Uh, I see we have some arguing and some bickering happening in the comments. Lots of bitter Washington fans. Sucks to suck, guys. That's really all I have to say here. Uh, let's move on. Uh, let's see here. Uh, John says 56 points tonight. Let's go win Super Bowl 56. John Suter, I like the way your mind works, my friend. Great comment. Cowboys on track to win the Super Bowl, obviously. Uh, little buddy 81, think of the super chat, says boys peaking at the right time. Maybe a boys' bills ball. Ooh, that would be interesting. Uh, great storylines Beasley versus old team. I wouldn't have put that up there. Diggs versus Diggs. That's the storyline, if you're asking me. And a mid 90s classic rematch. Here's the thing if the Cowboys and Bills are in the Super Bowl, we need Buffalo to, to take one for the team here and wear the old throwback uniforms. All right. I love Buffalo's get-ups right now, but if we're going to get a Cowboys-Bills Super Bowl in California, no less, in Los Angeles, no less, Buffalo, I'm sorry. We need to see the red helmets. That We need to see the old school Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas. We got to see it all. Got to see everything. Got to see it all. Let's get Ken Norton Jr. out there. We'll have a big party. We'll have a great time. 
Uh, let's see here. Kenneth Cook. Kenneth, how goes it? Says RJ, how are you feeling about Zeke? I tell you how I'm feeling about Zeke, Kenneth Cook. I have Zeke Elliott as a winner. All right. Now, not, you know, a massive game for Zeke Elliott. Nine carries, 37 yards, only 4.1 yards per carry, but had two touchdowns. All right. This was a very nice game for Zeke Elliott is how I would put this. A nice showing for Zeke. Um, in that, you know, scored twice and was kind of what the team needed him to be. That's who he is. If you were expecting for Zeke Elliott to be 100, 135, 200-yard back, again, you need to recalibrate your expectations. That's not going to happen. He's not that guy. That doesn't mean he cannot be of use, all right? We don't have to live in this extreme or these two extremes where it's either Zeke is amazing, RB1, the best, blah, 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 or Zeke is trash. The truth can be somewhere in between. Is the contract a good idea? No, we don't have to relitigate that argument. But Zeke, I thought, was really productive for the Cowboys tonight. Obviously, Tony Pollard got involved well. Zeke's second touchdown, I haven't. this was an amazing touchdown for Zeke. This second touchdown was a lot of effort by Zeke. Give it to him. Around the left side goes Zeke. Puts his hand down. Stop inside the one-yard line. While Collins... Provided the escort, but he's a little shy of the goal line. First and goal. They're using a lot of Washington plays here. They're going to go counter Trey. We saw this so many times with Joe Gibbs' teams, and here they come out around with the offensive lineman from the opposite side, and I think the knee just went down, did it? No, it was on one of the Washington players. play assistance, ruling on the field, the touchdown. Yeah. So it's a delayed celebration. They can blow the horn to all of the rest. He's into the end zone. Great job, Zeke. Great job. Proud of you. Well done. Congratulations on being a winner here at the Block and the Boys postgame show. I know that that means a lot to you. Jason Travis, thank you for the super chat, says, How are Washington fans even showing their face here after this game? We literally own them. I don't know, Jason. I'm with you. Washington fans, what are you doing? First of all, I understand. Jason, here's the thing. Any Washington fan who's here, and I know we have a lot because, well, you have nothing better to do. Your team just got smoked 56-14 to 14 on Sunday Night Football, right? You're here because you want to talk about a good team. You want to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. You want to talk about Big Brother. You want to talk about the team who you strive to be because, frankly, you don't have anything going on right now in any capacity. All right, here's the thing. Ditch the benches. Not a good look. We'll give you a piece of advice. Here's the thing. Get a quarterback. A legit one, not Mr. Heineke. Although I love Taylor Heineke. He's fun, but he's just not the guy. Terry McLaurin, free him. Let Terry McLaurin go. He deserves much better than you. And then just figure it out. I mean, you know, just figure it out. You, you can, you know, we'll give you the Eagles. You can have the Eagles if you want. Do whatever you want there. Go beat them next week. Fine. But um, I, actually, I really had no advice for Washington. I don't know why I tell you that. But anyway, Zach Scrack, think of the super chat once again. Says Clement, a solid runner and made a play on special teams. Also, McCarthy brought huge change to special teams. Never got pump blocks before. Now it seems like we get one every game. I love this point from Zach Scrack because here's the thing. I am a McCarthy stan. I will sit here until I am blue in the face, and I will tell you how you need to pay Mike McCarthy some respects. You need to put some respect on his name. Mikey Mack, I'm going to make that name catch on, all right? Mikey Mack, here's the thing. People want to say, well, Dan Quinn's controlling the defense. What's what's McCarthy even doing? John Fossil's the one controlling the, the special teams. What's McCarthy even doing? Kellen Moore's the guy. You know, I know I'm going to ignore the last month's worth of stuff. All right, I'm just going to focus on what happened here. And I'm only going to give Kellen Moore the credit for the one game I want to give him credit for. But everything else, all the bad stuff, that's McCarthy's fault. 
here's the thing. Mike McCarthy, kind of a master delegator, kind of would be awesome, like as a CEO, I think. And I know that that's not really the vibe he projects. I've never seen Succession, but my impression of the show is that it's about like corporate America and awesome CEOs. I feel like that's probably not correct. But Mike McCarthy, in that lens, would be a great character on Succession. He would be an awesome CEO. I've gone way too far in this analogy where it no longer has made sense. Mike McCarthy got his dudes. He got John Fossil. He kept Kellen Moore. He got them in the spaces that he wanted them. And now he's moving and grooving and mixing on the ones and twos. He made a mistake with Mike Nolan. Nobody's going to sit here and tell you that it was a good idea to have him be the defensive coordinator of this team. But you know what he did? You know what Mike McCarthy doesn't get any credit for? He accepted that he made a mistake. He acknowledged that he made a mistake. Think about that. Think about how many head coaches in the NFL are arrogant to the very end. They want to talk about their way and how it goes and blah, 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 and all this stupid stuff. Mike McCarthy, at the end of last year, when the Cowboys had a historically bad defense, said, man, this sucked. I did not like this at all. I don't want this to happen ever again. I'm going to fire this guy. I know it looks dumb on me because I hired him less than a year ago, but I'm going to do it because it's the logical thing to do. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go hire a dude who can help me, and we're going to have success together. That is not a common thing, like, in any sector of the world. That is an impressive thing that Mike McCarthy has the humility to be able to do that and the leadership to be able to do that as a head coach. And I think he deserves an inordinate amount of credit for that, certainly more than the average Dallas Cowboys fan is willing to give him. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's go back here. The comments have gotten um, to a crazy place here as I catch up here. So very interesting. Uh, <laughs> we have. I think we have some Eagles fans here. Wayne Hill Jr. says, let's go Eagles, knock out the Cowboys in the first round. Wayne, maybe you um, need a team, all right? You don't want to root for the Cowboys because the Eagles, you know, are, are bad and uh, makes you upset. Maybe try the Colts. The Colts have a great team. Colts have a pretty solid team right now. Have a quarterback that kind of sucks, but at least is uh, is on a team that's, you know, headed for a playoff, you know, run. You know, can't say the, the rest about the Eagles, at least. Uh, so let's see here. Um, we've got uh, a comment about Mike. Um, Lee Barker. I love this comment from Lee Barker the second. It's going to upset some people. Coach Mike. Mikey Mack. Let's make that happen. Mikey Mack is going to be the first head coach to win two Super Bowls with two different teams. He very well could be. He very well could be. Um, Dennis Hines, thank you for agreeing with me. He says, you said it right. Leadership. Mike McCarthy has resiliency. He does. That's like, again, that's a rare. Think about your boss. Like wherever you work, unless you're the boss. And if you're the boss, you rule. I'm sure you are super resilient. But think about your boss. There are probably some things that, you know, you're like, man, I wish they would do this. I wish they would admit this. I wish they would, you know, just acknowledge this. Mike McCarthy is able to do that. That is a very rare thing in a lot of senses. Again, in a lot of work capacities. Um, Eric Baker says the only thing the Eagles are good at is trashing our stadium. Eagles are awful. I mean, let's just be clear. The Eagles are, are awful. Um, so it is what it is. Let's get back to winners. All right. We have gone through, um, the Dallas Cowboys as a winner, just to be very clear here in case you got here late. Welcome. This is the blog and the boys YouTube channel. We go live after every single Dallas Cowboys game. We have live round tables every Tuesday. We have a lot of fun talking and chatting and discussing the Dallas Cowboys. That's kind of what we do around here and, you know, blogging the boys. Anyway, Dallas Cowboys are winners. Dak Prescott is a winner. Trayvon Diggs is a winner. Amari Cooper is a winner. Ezekiel Elliott is a winner. Terrence Steele is a winner. Uh, we discussed Kellen Moore is a winner. We have one last offensive winner to hand out. One last. All right. Of all the people we have named, who on offense deserves to be a winner? I will take your comments and 
Maybe you can persuade me, but we've already set the name on the card thing, so it'd be difficult to change it, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, but who is that other winner? Give me your other. We have one more offensive winner, one more offensive crown to go around. Dak, Zeke, Amari got him. Kellen Moore got one. Obviously, big kudos to those guys, but we have one more offensive winner to hand out. Uh, by the way, Loco, Texas. Oh, we have Terrence Steele, by the way. A lot of you said Terrence Steele. Uh, Loco, Texas says Washington heated seats is a winner. Uh, Burmy Star got it right. Dalton Schultz, who, again, Bobby McCain had the cheap shot on. Uh, Dalton Schultz was awesome. We hadn't really seen Dalton Schultz, like, show up. You know, it had been a while. And obviously, the Cowboys offense was broken in some senses for a while. And we hadn't really seen a lot of people show up in certain ways. But this was a great game for Dalton Schultz in a lot of ways. Criti- uh, I was going to say crucial and critical. Critical. Critical third down conversions. Obviously, had the touchdown early on. Again, took the cheap shot. Shout out to Bobby McCain. Should have been ejected from the game. But, I mean, awesome game from Dalton Schultz. Awesome to see him back and part of the offense, part of everything uh, in an overall sense. So we have some defensive winners to hand out. Defensive time. Defensive time. All right. We have, just to be very clear, we have two defensive winners left. Um, No Micah Parsons tonight. And, again, Micah is so special, I think, that, you know, in anytime he doesn't do something like supremely special, we kind of like lose him in the fold. But Micah did have something very special again, just you know, there was a little bit more love to go around. But here's Micah because we have to give him some love. Now teammates stepping in, ball from the 25 now, Heineke under pressure once again, and this time it's Micah Parsons. Sooner or later, you knew you'd see number 11. He's been relatively quiet tonight, now he gets noisy. What a year for that guy! Shout out Michael Parsons. Eric Griffin, before we get to our defensive winner, says front runner fans happy now. Have to win big with style points to be happy. Otherwise, they trash our players. Eric, this is a common point, or rather has been a common point over the last few weeks. Nobody feels this way. Nobody is saying there have to be style points. But this offensive showing that we saw tonight, what you want to lump in as style points, was absent. We did not feel like the teams that beat the Giants or beat Washington two weeks ago or beat New Orleans three weeks ago, it did not seem like those teams would be capable of beating the Bucks or the Rams or the Packers or whatever. This team on Sunday night against Washington, call it style points. We're calling it sort of like complete football. That team is capable of doing it. That's what we wanted to see. We did not want to see style points. If we want to see style points, I'll ask Malik Turner to do another celebration. I don't know if anybody saw this. Definite style points to Malik Turner. Um, After he scored, he did the Kevin McAllister home alone thing. He did the like aftershave on his hands and put it on his helmet and screamed like Kevin McAllister in Home Alone. I thought that was awesome. I love when the celebrations are topical. Obviously, it's Christmas time, so great job, Malik Turner. Proud of you. Anyway, let's get to our defensive winners. How could we not have Demarcus Lawrence? And here's the thing. Here's the thing. All right, this is the thing. There are people on the internet, twitter.com, that will lie to you. There are people on the internet that will lie to you. That is the most important thing to take away from this conversation here today, kids. There are people on the internet who will lie to you and will say that Demarcus Lawrence is not a good football. They are liars and they are wrong. Demarcus Lawrence is an elite football player. Demarcus Lawrence is one of the very best football players on the Dallas Cowboys. Do not let anybody lie to you and tell you incorrect things about this man ever again. All right. He doesn't get sacks. Who cares if he doesn't get sacks? Demarcus Lawrence is worth every penny because he makes a massive impact on the football game. The goal is to make an impact on the football game and then to win the football game. 
I do not care how it happens. You want to talk about style points? That's what this is. People look at the box score. They look at stats. They're like, oh, man, TJY, which still burns me, too. But they're like, look at all these sacks that all these people have. Tank doesn't even have them. How could the Cowboys give him a contract? You know how the Cowboys can give him a contract? Because he could do things like this. Because he can score touchdowns in insane fashion. Backfield, four-man rush. And that is intercepted. It's the Marcus Lawrence. Down the sideline, he goes, and look at that, into the end zone. Boy, I tell you, if it's not Diggs, it's not Parsons, it's not Gregory, don't forget about that guy, Demarcus Lawrence with the touchdown. This is one of the plays of the year right here. You're not going to believe this. A little inside move, he knows he doesn't have it, gets in the throwing lane, taps it to himself. But it just starts getting good. Watch him run the football. He looks like a tailback going down there, leaping over tackling. That's unbelievable. <laughs> These guys are freaky on this Dallas defense. Freaky. Do not let people lie to you. Do not let people lie to you. Demarcus Lawrence is awesome. And if anybody ever tries to tell you anything different, tell them that they're a liar and just walk away. Just watch, put the phone down. Just put the phone down and, and you know, go outside, whatever. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Eric uh, Eric Griffin does say everywhere, online, TV forums, et cetera. I mean, look, I love Randy Gregory, but Randy Gregory made this exact play in a different way and didn't return it to the house, by the way, uh, against Taylor Heineke two weeks ago. And people freaked out. People are like, oh, my gosh, what a monster. And he is a monster. Here's the thing. The Cowboys have two. That's not even true. The Cowboys have like a 1,000 monsters. The Cowboys' defensive line is like fluffy from Harry Potter with all the heads. I mean, it is a three-headed monster in Randy Gregory, Demarcus Lawrence, and Micah Parsons. And Demarcus Lawrence is a part of that group. And if you do not get it, you are not paying attention. Demarcus Lawrence, clear and obvious total absolute winner i loved a couple of the comments we got here while the video was playing uh let's see here uh where was it um where was it where was it where was it uh shane davis i love this one defense has reached another level of dominance since he returned from injury you wonder why the defense has been stupid awesome as of late it happens to coincide with demarcus Lawrence's return this dude is amazing yes michael parsons is amazing yes randy gregory is amazing yes trayvon diggs is amazing it is super sick to be able to talk about so many amazing defensive players on the dallas cowboys by the way but the fact that they have demarcus Lawrence now to be the final piece he is the final infinity stone that's what demarcus lawrence is he has taken this defense to another level. And if somebody doesn't get it right now, they're never going to. So don't waste your time anymore. Uh, Jeff Y says D-Law has been the best player on the D and still is other than Parsons. That's the thing. For a long time, I still felt like DeMarcus was the best player on the defense. And I, I held that argument for a while. You can't do it. And I know you're not doing this, Jeff. You can't do this. I mean, it's Micah. Micah by a thousand miles. Shout out Vanessa Carlton. All right, it's Micah, and then it's Demarcus Lawrence, and then it might be Randy Gregory, and then it's Trayvon Diggs, just because of the impact that those positions make. So shout out to the Cowboys three-headed monster that we have now deemed fluffy. Ben Camaro, thank you for the super chats. As the Eagles gave the Washington football team a win last year. What are the odds that the Washington football team returns the favor next weekend? I tell you what, they're pretty good because the Washington football team sucks. They're basuda. You can't count on them for anything except to do the wrong thing. That's all you can count on Washington for. I don't think they're going to be able to amount to much. Washington is terrible. Uh, some things just never change. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Kenneth Lockhart says Gregory and Parsons bring terror. They are number one and two. Um, I would put D-Law up there. I really would. But if you want to put Randy, I'm not going to fight you too much on it. 
again, the fact that that we're able to even have this debate is uh, is pretty sick. I mean, it really is. Like, I don't I don't think we ever thought that we were going to get there, get here. Uh, you know, as Cowboys fans, we've seen some rough defenses. All right, we've lived through some rough things. Uh, let's see here. Let's move on. Uh, Watson Mata, think of the super chat says front four is smashing the pocket for multiple games now. When was the last year that was true? I really don't know. I mean, I I think the last you know. I mean, the Cowboys have had some nice bookend pass rushers, right? I mean, they've featured DeMarcus Lawrence. You've had DeMarcus Lawrence and Robert Quinn, who's having a nice season, by the way, himself in Chicago. From a football-only perspective, the prospects of DeMarcus Lawrence and Greg Hardy were always, you know, interesting. But again, football-only, there was a lot of negative there. In fact, only negative. But again, we're talking about the football here. I, outside of that, I mean, you're talking, what, DeMarcus Ware and Anthony Spencer, maybe? Like, in terms of, like impactful tandems and and this one happens to rank outside of it we've tried so hard to kind of make tandems a thing for the Cowboys like remember when we tried to make Sean Lee and Bruce Carter a thing I mean I know I'm moving back but we tried to make Sean Lee and Rolando McLean a thing like we've tried so hard with different variations of things we now have a thing uh Brian Rail says winner Randy Gregory and Taylor Heineke secret romance that was awesome that was so awesome to see you could just tell by the way that Randy was like I'm going to get that meme. I'm I'm here to get that meme. I'm going to roll over. I'm going to get this meme. Good job, Randy Gregory. Love to see it. When you're winning like that, do whatever you want. You've earned the right. You've earned the right to celebrate, have fun, rub it in. Whatever you want to do, it's up to you because you make the rules. You were the champions. You were winning. You were having fun. You're dominating. You're 5-0 in division. Everybody else is looking up at you. Congratulations to the Cowboys. Ooh, Paul BB says we tried Jalen Smith and Van Der Esch. Yeah, that sucks a lot. Um Let's see here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Astro Joe says, when do we give the Dallas defense a nickname? Doomsday defense 2.0. I don't like when you, not not you, Astro Joe, but I don't want to like, if we're going to give them a nickname, we can't like repeat a nickname. It can't just be something 2.0. We got to come up with something cool, something new, something original. So uh, not the hot boys, but, you know, something new and something original. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. Kenneth Lockhart says, Quinn doing it with LVE playing linebacker makes him even better. LOL. Seriously, preach. I mean, Leighton and Chris Collins were touched on this in the broadcast. Dan Quinn's kind of found a home. I don't know if I would want it to be a permanent home, um, but but a home for Leighton Vanderish this season, which is really impressive and does bring me, by the way, to our final winner on the night. No, it is not Leighton Vanderish. Yes, it is Dan Quinn. And here's the thing: when you are this good, all right, and I this this is something we I want everyone to remember: when you are this good, there is enough credit to go around. You can give the credit to Mike McCarthy. You can give the credit to Kellen Moore. You can give the credit to Dan Quinn. You can give it to Dak Prescott and Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence and Amari Cooper and Dalton Schultz and Zeke and Tony Pollard and Donovan Wilson and Trayvon Diggs and DeMonte Kazee and Jaron Curse and on and on and on and on and on and Brian Anger, who could forget the Pro Bowler. All right, there's enough credit to go around, but holy smokes, Dan Quinn, what he has done, obviously now he is cooking with gas because he has all of his players healthy, ready, Prime to rock, obviously had some COVID issues. Jordan Lewis, we're hoping everybody's doing well. But Dan Quinn is, I mean, it's not a it's not an award, but I mean, if there was a coordinator of the year, Danny Q. Danny Q gets coordinator of the year. And here's the thing: we're at the time of the year, actually, where you know. Like this morning on all the, the morning talk shows, it's, you know, well, the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to talk to Jim Caldwell about being a head coach. They're going to talk to Doug Peterson about their head coaching opportunity, et cetera, et cetera. And those are good choices, right? Interview Jim Caldwell, interview Doug Peterson. And a lot of Cowboys fans are really worried 
Uh, man, you know, I hope nobody takes Kellen Moore. Take Kellen Moore. I mean, I wouldn't be pumped about it, but don't take Dan Quinn. If there's somebody who's untouchable, if there's somebody who I am nervous about losing when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys coaching staff, this is something friend of the show, Bobby Bell from 105.3 The Fan has talked about before. It's Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn is the perfect and most logical person to be scooped up this coaching cycle, right? I mean, look at what he's done, and he's been a head coach before. And I know we all associate his head coaching time with the Falcons, with the 28-3 Super Bowl and everything, but they were really good teams up until the very end, obviously. And I know they had, like, catastrophic losses. But Dan Quinn, and, and we have learned, by the way, that the power of the Falcons' ability to Falcon supersedes whatever skills Dan Quinn might have. So you put Dan Quinn in a non-cursed organization, and he might have a lot of success. I mean, there's no doubt that this dude should be in the mix, and I hope he's not because I want the Cowboys to have success, but I would love to see Dan Quinn have success too. I mean, he is seriously maybe I, – I, he should be one of the hottest he, – he's, he's last year's Robert Sala. That's who he is. I mean, he is the defensive dude who deserves an, an inordinate amount of credit who I can't imagine isn't going to be in the mix for head coaching gigs. We'll see because now the NFL has the rule where teams who move on from head coaches can interview coordinators or coaches, would-be coaches, coordinators, whatever, over Zoom. We'll see if anybody does. Obviously, the Raiders and the Jaguars have openings. Maybe the Bears fire Matt Nagy this week. Maybe they decide they want to interview Dan Quinn. Who knows? But Dan Quinn is amazing. Dan Quinn deserves all the credit in the world. Dan Quinn just what he has done. And again, it took a while. It, it took a while to get to this point. A lot of that was health and COVID and injuries and things like that. But Dan Quinn finally is now at the place where he can use his defensive players the way he envisioned. And that really started in Washington the first time up because Neville Gallimore was back and Demarcus Lawrence was healthy and Randy Gregory was back and on and on and on. So finally it was a matter of, I don't have to have Micah play this because somebody's absent. I can have Micah play wherever the hell I want him to play. And wherever that is, is going to be amazing. By the way, Dan B says Matt Nagy was my high school coach. Interesting fun fact happening here on the post game show. Who would have ever thought that we would have, you know, gotten here? Uh, John Suter says Dan Quinn paid that man his money. Seriously. Uh, Hawkthorn33 says, look back at all the talk early season. Defense is the weak spot. Now it's our defense will take us to the Super Bowl. I, I would amend that talk to say what we have long said. It, it made sense that the defense would not be as terrible this year as it was last year from the perspective of normally there is regression to the mean right last year the Cowboys were at the opposite end of one extra they were at one extreme here and so it made sense that there would be regression to the mean so it made sense to say you know what if this defense is just average they can win some games because we all assumed that the Cowboys offense would be elite we never in our you know wildest you know nightmares not dreams imagined a world where the Cowboys offense would would sputter would would falter would would not be good and think about that they had a little three game stretch call it longer if you want but at the very least three games where they were really bad and they were carried and yes they played some sub quality teams and whatnot but they played who was on their schedule and they won those games they won them on the backs of their defense and their defense is still peaking is still ascending and still has a bona fide superstar stud Maybe defensive player of the year. I think he's certainly in the, the running for it, like we've talked about a thousand times here in Micah Parsons. So they have all these things now. I mean, it's it's very fair to to say that this was a surprise. I don't if you are gonna sit here and say that you thought that this was possible, I think you're lying. All right. You're not the liar that says Demarcus Lawrence isn't good, but I think you're lying. This this we are where we this is house money. This this is house money. We've won a free vacation here at the resort. I mean, like this is house 
money that we are playing with when it comes to the defensive success of the Dallas Cowboys, even the special team success. Like we did expect John Fossil to come in and help because again, in 2019, the team he took over for last year, that special teams group was awful. And so we expected a little bit of success, but he has gone above and beyond that. We're now a little bit, I think, above expectation at special teams as well. Uh, So, um, you know, it is what it is. Caleb Swanson says, I had a feeling. Uh, you can't fight this feeling uh, that the defense would improve based off the end of last season, but never could have predicted it being this good. It has been amazing. It has been the story of the year, along with Micah and Trayvon and now Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory. And I mean, on and on and on. It has just been um, it's just been amazing. It's just been it's been awesome. That's that's the word I would use. It has been awesome. So uh, congratulations to the Cowboys for uh we're doing the damn thing. We're proud of you. Uh, that is all 10 of our winners. The Dallas Cowboys now sit at 11 and four. They are currently at week's end. They will end week 16 as the number two seed in the NFC. Because we have gotten this question a lot, here's what we need if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan. Because we got this question, we got a handful of questions. First of all, the reason that the Cowboys are ahead of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now in the NFC playoff picture is because there is currently a three-way tie for second place. That is the Dallas Cowboys, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Los Angeles Rams. All right. When there is a three-way tie or more, the immediate tiebreaker becomes conference record. The Cowboys own the NFC this year. They own the conference record over anybody that is going to be in the mix. Shout out to the AFC West for being basically their only losses. They did lose to the Buccaneers, obviously, in the season opener. If it is only a head-to-head situation, if it is only the Cowboys and Buccaneers who are tied, the Buccaneers have that tiebreaker over Dallas. But again, because right now the Rams are in the mix here, that is what makes it a three-way tie. That is why Dallas has the tiebreaker over both of them. Now, what the Cowboys need, if we want them to have the highest seed possible, the simplest thing what we need is a Green Bay Packers loss. And that seems unlikely. Uh, for being honest, the Green Bay Packers, you saw the promo at the end of this game, will host the Minnesota Vikings a week from now, a little bit less than a week from now, obviously, if you want to be literal. Uh, they will host the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday night football. If the Packers lose, they come back down to the, the plane that Dallas and Tampa and the Rams are on, and then all Dallas has to do is win out, and they are the one seed in the NFC because they have the tiebreaker over all of the other teams. But... um. If Dallas winds up tied with Tampa, they will fall below them, and they will obviously likely fall below Green Bay if Green Bay doesn't lose out. If Green Bay wins out, it's there. So one seed belongs to them. But if they lose, that is suddenly in contention. So we are all big Kirk Cousins fans because, as Robert Thomas notes on our Facebook feed, Green Bay has Minnesota next week and then Detroit the week after that. And let's be real about that. So uh, next week is our best shot for Minnesota to lose. Shout out to the Cleveland Browns for not being able to do that. Shout out to the Baltimore Ravens for not being able to do that last week. You all suck. You haven't helped us out one bit. We're not grateful at all. Uh, But so at the very least, if the Cowboys are not going to get the one seed, we have to keep them. We have to hope, rather, that they stay in a three-way tie for second with Tampa and another team. That team cannot be the Cardinals, obviously, because, well, they lost yesterday, but also because Dallas plays Arizona themselves. So Arizona was never going to end the season with the same record as Dallas. However, the Rams can end the season with the same record as Dallas and Tampa Bay. So the Rams, if they win out, if they get, obviously, at that point, it would be to 13 wins along with Dallas and along with Tampa. Dallas would have the tiebreaker over both the Buccaneers and the Rams. Dallas would be the two seed. They wouldn't have a first round bye, but at the very least, they would have home field advantage after the wild card round against whoever they played in the division around. So 
Lots to go uh, into next week with, but the Cowboys are riding high. Uh, we've gotten help each of the last two weeks in some ways, in some shapes, in some form. So who's to say it can't happen again? Uh, this is awesome. Tonight was awesome. The Dallas Cowboys completely, totally dominated another division rival, got their second division sweep on the season, swept New York last week, swept Washington tonight. Uh, they are NFC East champions for the first time since 2018. And at the very least, they will host one playoff game. So life is good. We will have our highlight show for you available tomorrow on Monday on the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. We will also have our weekly roundtable discussion on Tuesday evening where we'll go through the storylines of the week and on and on and on. And then we'll get ready for Arizona. So we have a lot of videos coming out here on the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe. We have a lot of podcasts coming out, so make sure you subscribe to the Blog and the Boys podcast network. Again, available wherever you get your podcasts. If you can also leave a rating, write a review, those things help us out. My name's RJ Ochoa. You can check me out on Twitter or Instagram at RJ Ochoa. If email is more your thing, rj.ochoa at sbnation.com. Any comments, questions, points of criticism, constructively, I hope. Uh, certainly down for that. Uh, check out blogontheboys.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Blog and the Boys. You can follow us on Instagram at blogging.v.boys. Tomorrow is Victory Polo Monday, so make sure you take a picture of yourself, share it, tag us. We'll have some fun. We'll celebrate because the Dallas Cowboys are NFC East champions, own the Washington football team, own the New York Giants, and very soon will own the world. Uh, we hope more than anything that you had a very Merry Christmas. You got to spend it with your loved ones, whatever it was. Hope you got what you wanted. Hope it was everything you wanted it to be. Uh, whatever you had going on, whatever trial, whatever success, uh, we wish you the very best. And if we don't talk to you, we wish you a very, very happy new year. Uh, it's a fun time of year. It's the holiday time and, and a time for a, a you know connection among people. We are a Dallas Cowboys family here. And so we care about you. And, and we thank you so much for making us a part of your Dallas Cowboys fan experience. Cowboys 11 and 4 NFC's champions. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next time.